0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here with me today because I have a very special guest on the show with me today, Mr. Howard Berg. Now Howard has been on numerous TV appearances and numerous other podcasts. Uh, he actually is in the Guinness World Records for being the fastest reader in the world. So I am so happy and honored to introduce to you on my show, Mr. Howard Berg. Howard, welcome to the show. I've seen you on numerous other podcasts and on, in TV appearances. And uh, I'm just honored to have you on the show today. So thank you very much. Like I said, I'm super excited about learning more about your experience and how you go about doing this to help others. Tell us how you got started and more about your background. Perfect.
1: Well, I, I actually grew up in a very bad place, grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. There were a lot of gangs, very violent, and so I found one safe place in the neighborhood was the library. The gang kids would rather be dead and caught in a library. So I got to be a very good reader as a result. I had college reading when I was 11. And then I went on and I became interested in uh, biology. So I went to college at 17 to major in biology and I was I was um, interested in my junior year in the brain, so I said to the dean, I want to do a psych empire program. He says, well, you only have one year left. You had no psych courses. You have to take six courses at once in science 2 four-hour labs, and they had three part-time jobs. He said, frankly, you're not smart enough. And That's when I realized they don't teach learning in school. I'll tell you what to learn and why to learn, but not what will happen when you don't learn and they don't tell you how to fix it. So I, I learned about the brain, I got to 80 pages a minute, I did the four-year program in the air. I took the graduate record exam in bio, and I went through 48 books in three nights, like biochemistry, genetics, cell physiology, embryology. I got three questions wrong, so retention was good. And I wondered if it was just me, or I found a better way to learn. So when I got older, and I started a school with 11 to 15-year-olds, taught them the system. They did a semester of lifelong developmental science sophomore college course in a week, 30 chapter book and 15 of 18 passed the AP test. So I said, now I've got something worth talking about. It's not just that I can do it, but I can teach it, and it's much more important than being able to do it. So that's what's going on, that's what I've done. Today I'm gonna share some of the strategies that I've developed with these kids without listeners so they can start doing it too.
0: I think that's fascinating to me is that's how it all started for you and now you've created this new way of learning to help others too. Tell us what you do exactly to, to comprehend and read so fast.
1: Perfect. Well, i begin with how to read fast. After the podcast is over, I want you to pick a book you've read, preferably not in fiction. The reason is Nonfiction is very structured. And if you read it, you already understood it. The only reason you're confused is you're reading too fast. That's how you know you're going too fast. Read for a minute with a timer. Maybe you have smartphones or watches. Time yourself for a minute. At the end of the minute, take a pencil, mark off how far you got. Now you go. Know that's how far you read a minute. Now go to the next chapter. Take your hand and go one line at a time from the left to the right margin, eyes following your hand, as quickly as you can comprehend. So as long as you still know what you're reading, go quicker until you don't, that's when you find out you went too fast. Since you already know what's in the book, the only reason you don't know what you're reading is you're going too fast. Slow down, just enough so your comprehension comes back. And for five minutes, go from one line to the next using your hand, keeping your eyes engaged as quickly as you could comprehend. Now, go back to the first chapter where you tested yourself and read for a minute again, but this time using your hand, and you'll see that you'll go about 20 to 40% faster just doing that one simple change.
0: And you mentioned using your hand. Why is it that you like to use your hand when you're doing this?
1: That's a good question. Many people, when they read, they get distracted and they lose focus, that's one reason. Another is if you see something interesting, it's not unusual to go back and read it again, and again, and again. What you're really doing is wasting time. You don't have a limited time. You should be spending your time learning new things you don't know, not looking at something you already learned. And so by keeping the eye engaged, we avoid a lot of wasted time which immediately translates into learning
0: more in less time. That is so true, too, because I find if I'm just reading, you know, n- normal, like I always read, I'm always getting distracted by something. So this helps you focus your intention. Is that right? I'm reading. And yes. Kind of- yes, I like that. I, never, I haven't expressed it that way, but I like that. Yes, it helps you focus
1: your intention and tune out distractions, which can be very detrimental when you don't have a lot of time, you have a lot to learn.
0: And I think you, you kind of already alluded to this earlier, but in your opinion, do you think reading is the solution for learning? No. Reading is part of learning,
1: and I'm glad you asked that, because many people think reading is learning. If it was, everyone reading the book would get an A, and everyone doing it for business would close every deal, and we know that isn't happening. Reading is part of a suite of tools. What I found was speed reading and, first of all, reading itself didn't work for learning, even slow reading. It was an important part, but not enough to get someone to learn. You read a calculus book and not understand it, say you study, you still can't do anything. So that was a problem. So reading faster is gonna fix that. So I made a Swiss Army knife. I used reading to find new information I need to learn and I know how to figure out what's important as well. Then I use brain-based learning to figure out the meanings. If I read a calculus book, I actually understood it. And then how to remember it so I can use it when I need to and how to be in the right emotional state to use it successfully. And I'd be more than happy to go through some of those steps with our audience, particularly in how to open comprehension, which I think most people would agree It's far more important than speed. If you had to pick between knowing what you read or reading it faster not knowing anything, most of us would say I'd rather read at a speed where I get very good comprehension.
0: I like how you phrase that, a Swiss army knife of learning. That is, because I agree. I tend to think that, you know, like you said earlier, we're not not really teaching kids in schools, you know, the whole spectrum of, of learning and how to learn. So the Swiss Army, I love that. And do you use that in your uh, berglearning.com, in your courses? Yes.
1: In fact, one of the things I've done is I created a tool chest in each program. No one system works for every person in every subject. You may be an expert at one thing and know nothing about another thing. So reading is very different in subjects where we know all the technical information and are learning more versus knowing absolutely nothing and having to learn from scratch. And so the system you use in one one subject may be totally different than another where you have no background or experience or perhaps aptitude. And by giving people the tools, they can customize to their learning style in different topics and subjects. So they're not trying to be me, they're being them. And as a result, most people double or quadruple in a very short amount of time with outstanding comprehension. We actually did a double blind study using the Nelson Denny, which is a standardized test that everyone in the sample doubled or quadrupled using
0: the system. So we can go to berglearning.com to learn more about you and and your methods there. And there's a coupon. Make sure they use the coupon Table talks 10 and they'll get a
1: 10% discount. Now there's free lessons, they're welcome to try them. And when they get the program, put in Table Talks 10, you'll get a 10% discount. And just so you know, I'm a retiree. If you need help, be out a staff that'll help you. If they can't fix it, I will. I want to make sure that people get what they pay for or I give them a refund. Either you learn the system and it's using it the way I teach it or you shouldn't be paying if you didn't learn something. I, too many people are interested in making money than helping people. I think it's more important to do what you say you're going to do, and then you deserve to be paid because you did your job. And that's how I run my business.
0: Awesome. So let's go over, Howard, this fleet of tools that you have and kind of give us an example uh, of what you're kind of talking about here. Excellent. Well, as I mentioned, comprehension is more
1: important to most people. I'm going to do two things for comprehension. First, I'm going to show you how your brain makes sense out of text at all. And then I'm going to show you specifically what to look for. The secret to comprehension I took in graduate school, it's, it's called schema. And rather than define it, I'll, destru- I'll demonstrate it. I'm going to read a passage lacking schema. It'll be very confusing, though the words are simple. I'll read it a second time with a title, one word that has schema. And instantly, the whole passage will make complete sense. Are you ready? Yes. This is the schemeless text. Watch how confusing it is. This is an easy thing to do. Many people are able to do this at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. It Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. Most people would agree. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now. You don't know what I'm talking about. Is that a fair statement? Correct. Listen again with a title that has schema and watch the difference. Laundry. Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. You can always go someplace else if it's necessary. We're overdoing it. This is a major mistake,
0: and it may cost you quite a bit of money. Is it confusing now? No, very clear. So what I'm teaching people
1: is how their brain makes sense of text, where the clues are. So they can go faster with actually better comprehension and even very technical subjects. In fact, the man owned Edward Woods, Maurice Thompson, Jr. Paid me to train his son and said, i goal has speed reading to speed learning, taking it into the 21st century. And that's really what I needed. I had six science courses. I didn't need to know it was a book about biology or psychology. I actually had to learn the biology <laughs> and the psychology. And you don't learn that just reading fast, you have to use learning strategies. Now, most people tell me when they have a technical subject or a big book, I don't know what I'm looking for. I feel overwhelmed. This is too much. Did you ever have that experience?
0: Definitely, yes.
1: What if I told you, Josh, you only have to know five things. Would that help?
0: Yes, absolutely. Would you like to know what they are? <laughs> yeah, yes, please. <laughs> the five things in order.
1: First is vocabulary. About 80 to 85 percent, Learning a new subject that you know nothing about is learning the jargon, like you in, 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 uh, internet drawing, like SEO, we don't, we're not we are not born knowing that. Mm-hmm. we learning. So learning the vocabulary. Now, yeah, which vocabulary? Well, in most books, the writer will do something with special words. The bold, uh, the, they'll the put them in italics, they'll put them in a list. Yeah. Do something to make the word look special, look different, to get your attention. That's how you know it's important. Second, any names and what they did. Who's in your book? Why are they there? What did they do? Why did they put that in your book? Third, and this is especially important in business. Any number, date, statistical formula. What is it and how is it used? Fourth, the most non-fiction books, which is what a lot of our business friends will do for reading, they separate topics by headings and subheadings. They, basically, they act like file folders data that's specific to that title. What are the five most important ideas in each section and subsection? And lastly, questions and answers. And here's a very good tip. In many textbooks, the questions come at the end. I train my my people to read them first. If you know what they want you to know at the end, before you start to read, you'll know it's important enough to look for, and you'll find it. So if you know every word and what it means, every person and what they did, every number, date, statistic, and formula and how to use it,
0: the five big takeaways in every section, and he answers to every question, what else would you need to know, Joshua? Okay, we're going to take a quick break right here, folks. When we come back, Howard is going to do a demonstration with us to explain how our brain does this. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say a quick thank you for tuning into my episodes here on Table Talks with Joshua Kangley. I really appreciate you guys. It means so much to me and like I've always said, my mission is to help as many people as I possibly can by sharing my message and the message of other people like Howard Berg who is helping others with his techniques on learning faster and learning better. Remember, for more information on Howard Berg, you can go to berglearning.com, that's B-E-R-G learning.com and if you go there please enter the promo code table talks 10 and howard has set up a discount exclusively for you for our listeners here today also if you haven't picked up my books yet please go to amazon where i have my first book the seven principles of success and my latest book the seven concepts of customer service both of these books reached number one amazon bestsellers very proud of these books very good content in there they're short they're sweet but packed with powerful information that can help you in your life and in your career for more information about me please go to www.hellomynameisjosh.com. my name is that's www.hellomynameisjosh.com. my name is you can also email me at josh at hello my name is again guys i just want to say thank you for being part of my journey. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for all the support and love. I really appreciate that. You guys don't know how much it really means to me. This is a labor of love for me. This is a passion for me. I love to create content that's going to help other people. Now let's get back to the show. Howard, would you be so kind as to demonstrate how our brains do this uh, in an experiment for me and my audience. I'd like all of our listeners and you to okay. look around where you are
1: right now and picture everything colored blue. Memorize. Make a picture of it in your imagination. See it so you can recall in a moment with the memory I'm me gonna give you. Okay? Okay. Take a moment. Look around. Everything blue. Now close your eyes. Unless you're in a car,
0: leave your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everything blue, looking around, and closing my eyes. I want you to remember everything you looked at that was colored
1: red. What happened, Joshua? Your brain said, wait a minute, you said blue. And blue things got more noticeable, bigger, brighter, louder, and everything else, including red, disappeared. Just like when you go shopping in a mall at Christmas, there's thousands of people. You don't know them, so you ignore them. Then suddenly you see a friend, a neighbor, someone important to you. To see the important person, you had to see all the other people too. But they weren't important, so your brain ignored them. It focused on what mattered. When you tell your brain to look for words, names, numbers, dates, statistics, main ideas, questions and answers, just like the faces that pop in the crowd, the data that's relevant to your learning, your brain actually accentualizes it. It pops you up the page. So even though you're going quicker, you notice it better, and you learn at a higher level than you did at the slowest
0: speed. With these methods that we're talking about and things you've described, now when we do this, are we using different parts of our brains, or are our brains becoming more active? What's happening there? Great question. Nobody asked that one. I like that. But you're onto something there. Yes. The answer is yes. Let me be specific. Okay. Imagine you're reading the road in a car at 70 miles an hour,
1: highway speed. You're reading in front, the back, the left, the right, all at the same time. And you're watching a dashboard, you're talking to your friends, you're on the phone, you're listening to the radio, and you're bored. How come you could ride a car at 70 miles an hour, pass this data back well, multitasking, you only read a book in around 200 words a minute and remember 10% the next day. The answer is, you are using a different part of your brain. When we're in a car, everything is processed like a movie. When you're in a Mm. book, it's like there's someone sitting in the back of your head reading aloud one word at a time. Most people read using their eyes to hear a book. What I'm training them to do is to see more of the movie they see in a car, in a book, and even a slight shift Will double their reading speed in a very short amount of time. So they're literally learning to use a better part of their
0: brain. Doesn't it make more sense to use your eyes to see information in a book than listen
1: to it? Yes, yes, of course. And that's what I'm teaching. Okay. It's a very easy thing to do because that's what your eyes are designed for,
0: see. Everybody, we are talking with Howard Berg, and he was actually in the Guinness Book of World Records in 1990 for being the world's fastest reader. Uh, again, you can learn more at berglearning.com. That's B E R G learning.com. And he has created a discount for you. So head over there and enter in Table Talks 10. You get a 10% discount. Very fascinating. I'm always interested in this stuff because I have two children. And I totally agree how I think that we are not tapping into all of the methods we could use to help children learn. And, and not only learn, but comprehend and grasp this information better. Howard, what role does your emotional intelligence or EQ play in success? Big role.
1: Let me, let's me. pretend for a moment that I'm teaching you to drive. And I say, Joshua, you're ready for your road test. Go, go take it. And you say, great. You go take the test. You failed. I said, how come you failed? I got nervous. It was the test. Can you relate to that? How many people learn information maybe they have to speak in public or take an exam and they forget everything? They get nervous because it's a test. Yes. That's an emotional intelligence. Would you like to see how to
0: create a state so you can help eliminate these problems? Absolutely, please. I'm going to teach a state of how to wake up. Okay. So if you're in a long meeting and you find yourself getting tired,
1: or going to school after a long day at work, or driving home in traffic, an instant way to wake up without taking any stimulants like caffeine.
0: Oh, that would be very helpful for me, especially.
1: Perfect. Like everyone listening, stand to
0: this one exercise. Okay. Because I really want
1: you to learn this skill, it'll help you. Now, we know the left side of the brain controls which part of our body? Well the left controls the right and the right controls. Oh, okay. The it's like a cross, right? So we're going to do an exercise that stimulates both sides of your brain one at a time, then together. Are you ready?
0: Yes. Take your left hand, touch your right shoulder.
1: Take your right hand, touch your left shoulder. Left hand to right, right hand to left, alternating. Like a Macarena without music. And you're literally using one side of your brain and then the other. Now, we're going to do the same thing, but Touching our opposite knee. Left hand and right knee, right hand and left knee, left hand and right knee, right hand and left knee. And you'll notice you have to think a little more because you're using both sides of your brain now. One's moving the knee and one's moving the hand. Perfect. <laughs> yep. Now raise your right hand up high and squeeze your thumb in your fist and say this like you need it. You have to feel it. I feel great,
0: yes! I feel great, yes!
1: And you have to feel it or it isn't there and you can't create a state that isn't there. And now pull your hand down to your side as you say yes. Yes, like you know, like wow. Yes. Perfect.
0: Gonna do three sets of these. When we're done, I'm gonna show you and use this to wake up. Okay. I'm going to start
1: with the shoulder taps, left to right, right to left, at my speed. Ready? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Knee taps, left to right, right to left. One. Two,
0: three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you feel? I feel great. Yes. Yes. Settle a little faster this
1: time. You ready? Okay. Shoulder taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you feel?
0: I feel great. Yes. Okay. Ready? Shoulder taps. One, Go. two, three, four, five,
1: six, seven, eight. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you
0: feel? I feel great. Yes. Give yourself a big <laughs> hand. <Does that laughs> feel great? You know, I felt myself getting energized all the way yeah. through it, and the very last one, I was just so into it.
1: Perfect. That's what I want. Now, if you do this three
0: times, you know what happens? What? <laughs> 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 and you tell me so let me show you how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it
1: actually is you're correct. You did feel energized. But that won't last doing it just three times. The latest studies show habits take ninety days to form. You remember Pavlov, he rang the bell, he fed a dog, he rang the bell, he the a dog, eventually rang the bell, and the dog drool. But you don't want to drool and you don't want to stand up in a meeting and tap your shoulders to wake up. It'll look a little weird. Yeah. You do this exercise every day for 90 days, squeezing your thumb and saying, I feel great, yes, to yourself, we make sure you recall the state you were just in, which is like you
0: said, you felt more awake. And so yes. you wake up. It's, that's your bell. Squeeze your thumb
1: and say, I feel great, yes. In the same way, you can train people to relax, focus, concentrate. And you now can trigger the state. Now, imagine if I taught you to drive. And I need to teach you how to drive. It's how to stay relaxed during the road test. How many more of my students would graduate successfully? And how many more referrals would I have? That's what we're talking about, Joshua. And in business, what states do people need to be in to use what you're telling them? And what states might get in the way? And what are you doing to fix it? Probably nothing, but you should be. Because that accounts for
0: a lot of the failures when you gave people good information and it didn't work. They probably were in their own state. Yes. You know, I can see how this can be helpful to me because there are situations when, you know, I'm sure you two are, were in some meetings or, and they drag on and you're just losing some right. umph. So you're saying if we do this for 90 days, we can actually recall, I can recall this state of where yes. I was in mentally. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. But they just
1: trained the special forces in the military. And one of the things I was telling them is states are so important. They're trained to be absolutely fearless, but sometimes things go very awry. Mm -hmm. And I said, you may not remember what you learned. In your case, it could kill you. We have a bad day. We had to work late. Well, we lost our vacation. We had to reschedule it. You have a bad day. You get shot or killed. I said, "That's, that's not acceptable. I said, do you want to know the single best question you can ask in life? To fix that, would you like to know the question I gave them? What's that? What's the next best thing I can do now? Your brain is a computer. Mm-hmm. you asking, why is this happening to me, or this isn't fair. You're not going to get a good answer. It'll tell you why it's happening. What you really should be asking is, what can I do about this? Mm-hmm. Your brain will find an answer to a problem if you ask for it. But most people will say things like, this is boring, why do I have to learn it? What your brain is hearing, don't learn it. So they spend hours studying, and all the time they're doing it, their brain keeps hearing, don't learn this, don't learn this, don't learn this, it's boring. Instead of how can I learn it faster and better? Wow. So those are very important things with EQ. The questions you ask will determine the answers you get. You ask, gra- you know, garbage in, garbage out, computing, put garbage in your brain with the wrong question, you'll get exactly what you ask for garbage. Ask a good question, you'll get exactly what you want. So it's
0: very important to pay attention to your self-talk while learning. That's just so fascinating. I can just see so much truth in that as, we, as I talk to you. Um, so we, we just you just gave us a strategy and now we can recall that state of mind. What about, yeah. can is it possible or is there a strategy that we can learn to instantly retain facts, like come back like that. Yes, let's do it. Okay.
1: I'm going to give you 10 things to remember and I won't show you how and you won't be able to. So our audience can do this with us. Then I'll show you how and you'll remember everything perfectly. You'll make a few mistakes learning it. That's okay, because you'll learn it and then you'll be able to use it for the rest of your life as a tool. So it's not just an exercise, it's a tool. And Here's a little sidebar. You only remember 10% of what you read, but 90% of what you say and do. So I'm going
0: to have you in a and say and do the with me, because I really want you to get the benefits of the tool. Is that okay? Okay, you got it. We're ready. Here are 10,
1: ten things to remember, and I won't show you how. Watch how poorly you do. You want to remember pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, bowling pits. Is it? safe to say you and our audience don't know all ten things backwards and forwards effortlessly right now. I could not do that. <laughs> but you will in just a few minutes from now. No effort. It's that simple. I actually teach this to three-year-olds. It's that easy. And it is easy. When you have a system, the Greeks discovered thousands of years ago a shortcut to learning a list. Take a list you know and link it to the list you're learning. It takes less time. I'm going to bet, Joshua, that our audience can count to ten. Am I on safe ground here? Yes. We're going to use those ten numbers as our list to learn ten things super fast.
0: Are you ready? Okay. The number one looks a lot like a pole, like a flag pole or a lamp pole. It looks like a one, a big tall one. So when I say one, you and our audience say pole. Ready? One. Pole. Perfect. Two is shoes. How many shoes do you wear? Uh, Two. So what's two? Shoes. What's one? Pole. Perfect. Three is a tricycle. How many wheels on a tricycle? Three. What's three? Tricycle. Two. Shoes. One. Pole. Perfect. Four is a car. How many tires on a car? Four. What's four? Car. Go to two, two. Shoes. One. Pole. Three. Tricycle.
1: Getting smaller. Five <laughs> is a glove. How many fingers in a glove?
0: Five. What's five? Five is glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole.
1: That was backwards, doesn't matter. Six is a the six-shooter. They love them in Texas like
0: a cowboy, six-shooter. What six? Six-shooter. What? Car. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Seven's lucky in dice, at least when you throw it the first time. Seven is dice. What's seven? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. We're almost
1: done. Rhymes work. Say eight
0: skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate.
1: Six. What did they learn?
0: Six-shooter. Four. Car. Two. Shoes.
1: Doing great. Nine is a cat. How many lives a cat have?
0: Nine. What's nine? Lives. Of a? Cat. Perfect. Seven is lucky in? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Yes. What's ten? Bowling pins. Let's do a list that you couldn't do. One. Pole. Two. Shoes. Three. Tricycle. Four. Car. Five. Glove. Six. Six Six-shooter. Seven. Dice. Eight. Rhyme sweat. Skate. Nine. Lives of a cat. And ten? Bowling pins. That doesn't make you feel? That feels great.
1: So imagine, you know, if you travel a lot for business, you're in a different hotel every week, and you forget the room numbers all the time, because they all seem like the same room after a while. Three, one, four is your room. Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car, we'll make a movie. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. A tricycle
0: hits a pole on a car, picture that. Tricycle, what number? Three. It's a pole. One. On a car. Four. That's your room number, tricycle, pole, car. It's also the value of pi in geometry to measure a circle, 3.14. So children use this in school for math, science, and history dates.
1: And business people use it for phone numbers, room numbers, product numbers, percentages, due dates. It's a speedy way to learn numbers. The zero is the 10 volume
0: that's amazing. You know, I had really fun learning these methods, uh, you know, very intriguing, very, very inspiring too, to 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 see how I can use some of these too to my children and help them learn and, and, and figure out ways that we can learn. Like you said, learn faster, move on to the yeah. next lesson. Well, I'm going to give you
1: my program as a gift and you can share it with your kids. I said thank you for having me on the show. I want to start. I'm, I'm a grandparent. And I'm watching the news and I'm terrified of what I see in the world today for our kids and our grandchildren. And I feel it's my job. I've learned a way to help people learn. I think the answer is learning. Yes. How many people become best at what they do? Each of us, imagine an 84-year-old read three books in three hours. So I'm going to say a normal person can easily read a book in three days, one hour a day. So if you're in business, And you read a business book every three days. That's a new skill every three days. You get 300 new skills a year. Year after year after year after year. What would that do to your business, to your productivity, to your profits? That's what it's about. And then you find solutions. No
2: one saw before, because you've got more dots on your map. You see more ways of linking things, and suddenly problems
1: that we all share together get solved. And that's my mission, is to help make a better world, empowering people with the knowledge, skills they need, to learn what they need to succeed, to get their kids through school successfully, and help their elderly parents stay level fit as they get older. And that's my mission, that's why I'm here, and I hope they'll go to my website, take advantage of the opportunity that I'm giving them. I will personally make sure they learn this, they don't, I'll give them
0: their money back so that nothing moves in a watch game. So awesome. You know, and I always like to ask, too, what's your purpose and your mission? And you just answered that. And I can I totally see that, you know, helping other people learn, like you said, because knowledge is power. And, you know, reading is just part of it, like you explained, it's part of this power. So it's been great to learn some of these tools and, and, and helpful strategies. And I can't wait to find out more. And you guys can all find out more berglearning.com. Again, remember he created a discount for you, so head on over there and enter in Table Talks 10 for your discount today. B E R G learning.com. Hey,
1: Josh. Well, I told you I studied psychobiology. When I got out of college, I got interested in consciousness. I became a yogi. I studied meditation and reflection and. I think it changes you. It makes you more empathetic and caring and wanting to do something significant. So, for me, this is a calling. It's not just a job. It's, it's a way to help make a better world for my children, my grandchildren, your children, for a family. A lot of people think competition is the success. No. It's cooperation. A yes. person could take down a mastodon. A tribe could. If we all become better at what we do, we can find solutions to these problems facing us. And I know that I can help them do it because I had kids that were 19 past the bar. Another one was a professor at 22. A C student at 11, English professor at 22. We had a special ed student who, when I got done with it, I had a master's degree at 22. She was being trained to say, welcome to Walmart. Wow. So to me. That's what it's about. If you found something that works, you have an obligation to get it in people's hands. You found if you found it, if you a cancer and you did nothing, what kind of person would you be? Well, there's a cancer of the line that's plaguing our world. And I found a way to fix it. And it's easy to learn and fast and fun. And that's why I'm here. I'm trying to help people realize there is a way to get through that information faster and better so they can be more successful help us all create
0: kind of what we'd like to see instead of what we're seeing now. I agree with you 100%. I appreciate you and what you're doing, Howard. And I thank you for being on the show and sharing your passion and, and your purpose with us today. So thank you again. Uh, again, ways to that we can learn better and be better people. And like you said, work together um, yeah. to solve problems. I I volunteered to train the wounded warriors on my website.
1: If you're a wounded warrior, I'm doing a free four-hour live class on September 7th to help you get the skills you need to use your GI Bill. They have 20 young people killing themselves a day. And I just trained the Green Berets when they told me, I said, I want to help them. So if you know a wounded warrior or you are a wounded warrior, don't take one of their spots if you're not. Go to birdlearning.com and there's a a spot to click on and they can sign up and I will give them my whole reading program as a gift to help them be more successful so they no longer have to kill themselves because they can't find jobs. And that's the least we can do for these young people that have given everything for our country and are now left with nothing. And that's part of my mission as well.
0: Wow, that's very generous, Howard. And again, I mean, thank you for all you're doing. I had a wonderful time talking with you today. I could talk with you more and learn with you more. So maybe one day I'll have you back on the show. That'd be
1: great. Next time, I'll tell you how to be a genius. I wrote a book in five hours. I'll tell you how to do that. That'll be our
0: next time. Sounds good to me. Uh, Stay tuned, everybody, for that episode. And until then, thank you, Howard, and thank you, everybody out there. Have a great day.